Hello, I'm John Bates, and welcome to my podcast, Hope for Today, where I inspire to live with heavenly perspective and kingdom mindset. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoy. Hi, welcome to Talks with John. Today, I'm going to talk about the fruit of the Spirit. In fact, for the next several weeks, I'll be talking out of the new book I wrote, You Are What You Eat, Fruit for Your Soul. So uh, today, I want to talk about fruit salad, how you build a fruit salad. A big heaping bowl of fruit salad was the norm for every special occasion in my house. We had it at Independence Day, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's lunch, birthdays, graduation. There was always a reason to have a good fruit salad. Now, my grandmother had her way of making fruit salad. She called it ambrosia salad, had marshmallows and sour cream and coconut. My parents did a different one. They tag teamed and chopped up fresh fruit only. And it was by far my favorite. I'm a product of the 60s and 70s, so I had my fair share of congealed jello salads of every color under the rainbow with all kind of weird stuff thrown in. Hey, how about some pecans and pears and cheese? Uh, no thanks. That's not fruit salad to me. In fact, my pet peeve of food has to be fruit cocktail out of a can. It's lifeless. Everything tastes the same. I like the fresh fruit, so I don't want any fruit cocktail in my fruit salad. We're going to talk about God's recipe for fruit salad the fruit of the Spirit. Galatians 5, 22 and 23 says, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against these, there is no law. Isn't that interesting? No law. These things, everybody wants us to be this in every nation. On hot summer days in the small town where I live, there's a local farmer's market every Saturday morning that comes alive and it bustles with all ages of people coming out, getting food, fresh vegetables, meat, eggs, chocolate, honey, and especially sweet Texas fruit. Something about fruit. Galatians 5.1 says, it is for freedom that Christ sets us free. And the fruit of the Spirit is all about ushering us into freedom. That freedom becomes a reality as we grow and produce these nine spiritual fruit within us. It's the power of the Holy Spirit. And you may say, hey, John, I'm mature. I'm a meat eater. Okay, think about this. Sailors who came across uh, the sea, you know, it took them weeks to get from Europe over to the New Americas. They wouldn't see landfall for uh, months sometimes. They were susceptible to getting scurvy because they had no fruit. Their gums would bleed. They would lose weight. They would have deep bruises on their skin. They usually lost their teeth. They look like meth addicts coming off the boat. It's all because they lacked vitamin C and fruit. So the Lord knew we need fruit in our diet, and he knew we needed fruit spiritually in our diet. So let me ask you this. Do you prefer fruit of the Spirit or gifts of the Spirit? Well, you're on a charisma podcast, so you're charismatic. I was raised in a Pentecostal charismatic church. So what was valued to me was the nine spiritual gifts over the nine fruit of the Spirit. If I were raised in an... um, a different denomination that did not have the Pentecostal distinctives, then I would have been trained in the nine fruit of the Spirit and known a little bit about the gifts of the Spirit. And so there was a deficit on both sides, and I realize we really need both of them. 1 Corinthians 13 is commonly known as the love chapter. When I think of love, I think of the fruit strawberry. Uh, You see strawberries at weddings, at anniversaries, honeymoons. You know, strawberry is the love fruit. So we're going to call strawberry the love fruit. 1 Corinthians 12, 7, 11 says, To each one 
the manifestation of the spirit is given for common good. To one is given the spirit of message of wisdom, to another knowledge by the means, means of the same spirit, to another faith by the same spirit, to another gifts of the healing, to another miraculous powers, to another prophecy, to another distinguishing between spirits, to another speaking in different kinds of tongues, and then interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one and the same spirit, and he distributes them to each one just as he determines. So those are the gifts of the spirit necessary, but I'm focusing these next several weeks on the fruit of the spirit. John 15, four says, abide in me and I in you as a branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. Not only are we to consume fruit of the spirit, we are also to produce fruit of the spirit through our life. My mentor, Dr. Marilyn Hickey, says this, 100% of who you are comes out of your daily devotion. Let me say that again. 100% of who you are comes out of your daily devotions. I don't know how many times I've sat with Marilyn in the mornings with her cup of coffee, and she's going over her declarations and her scriptures. It takes her quite some time, and we don't interrupt her. We listen, uh, see this wonderful work of, of who God is in her life. Once we begin to ask God to cultivate fruit within us, he's going to allow us to go through circumstances that require us to win those fruit. They don't just happen. He takes us through those situations. So that's the, the beginning of uh, the fruit salad. I think you're going to be interested in it. And I already gave you a hint. There's going to be strawberry. There's going to be coconut. We're going to talk about cherry peas. We're going to talk uh, the next several weeks about pineapple kindness. All of these fruit get us to the place that we need to be. Now, growing up in a Pentecostal charismatic environment, I was a preacher's kid. My grandparents were preachers, pastors. Uh, my great-grandmother was a Sunday school teacher. So, you know, I, I understand church. I can honestly say some of the meanest people I've ever encountered, maybe it's because I'm in the church bubble or was in the church bubble, were church people in Pentecostal charismatic churches. They knew how to speak in tongues. They knew how to prophesy, give a message in tongues, interpretation, anoint with oil, and pray the prayer of faith for healing. But they weren't kind, or they weren't patient, or they weren't able to show genuine love. I don't think it's because they were just mean people. I think there was a deficit of teaching on the fruit of the Spirit. And there was quality placed on the gifts of the Spirit. But the fruit of the Spirit, I think we looked at it as a little weaker diluted, but Paul doesn't see it that way. To him, I believe the fruit of the Spirit is just as important as the gifts of the Spirit. In fact, I think they're primary. If we don't have the fruit in our lives, maybe we don't need to operate in the gifts because they're going to be off. 1 Corinthians 13 is the love chapter, which I'll talk about next week. And uh, around 1 Corinthians 13 is 12 and 14, which are the teachings and the workings of the gifts of the Spirit. So I call this the love sandwich. The middle of the gifts of the Spirit has to start with love, and these nine spiritual gifts have to be involved. So what if you're a part of a spiritual community that was well-versed in the fruit salad, all the nine gifts, or all the nine fruit of the Spirit, and also the nine gifts of the Spirit were taught, and all of this worked cohesively together? What an environment to grow spiritually, what an environment to grow our families in, and what an environment to show the world this 
is what the church looks like. Not only are they powerful, they're also kind, they're full of love, they have goodness, they have patience, they have mercy, they have all these things that people are looking for. So we are what we eat. I encourage you to eat of the goodness of God, to eat of the fruit of the Spirit, to allow Holy Spirit to teach you, guide you in all truth. And if you have a deficit of the fruit in your spiritual diet, it's time to do so. You know, right now I'm really trying to eat uh, a good amount of fruit every day. It's expensive. It's one of the most expensive things you can. I don't have an orchard in my backyard or berry patch. So I go to the grocery store and I buy berries and I buy, buy fruit. And to get them in my meal or in my body, fresh fruit, I have to plan for it. I have to eat it myself. Most restaurants do not offer fresh fruit. So let me give you a hint. If you really want the fresh spiritual fruit in your life, feed yourself. Get into the Word and begin to work on these nine spiritual gifts. Don't wait for a pastor to feed you. Go ahead and feed yourself. The Scriptures are there. And if you want some help, I want you to order You Are What You Eat. The new book I wrote, Fruit for Your Soul, you can order on Amazon or go to johnbatesministries.com. And uh, you can get the book there. You are what you eat. I want to help you have fruit for your soul so that you can be everything God wants you to be. Hey, thanks for being a part of this talk today. I'll talk to you again next week. Thanks for listening to Hope for Today with John Bates. Let us know your thoughts by leaving a review. You can subscribe and share these episodes wherever you listen. You can connect with John through Facebook, Instagram, and at johnbatesministries.com. Have a blessed day.